Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, welcome again today. I am on the third day of James in a row, and I'm still in the first chapter, but you know what? I want to thoroughly go over this because I think it is very, very important because James is... Uh, James had a great influence in life. Uh, the book of James really talks about faith without works cannot be called faith. Faith without works is dead. And that's kind of the part of the uh, subject matter of this. And this was the time of James. And he this is addressed to the 12 tribes are dispersed abroad. And he, he's just trying to get across the great news of Jesus. You know, and and. There's some keys to James, uh, like the faith that works. Talking about faith, I talked about that the first day this week, you know. And we just have to, we have to have faith to believe in the test of faith and the characteristics of faith, and in the last uh, chapter, the the triumph of faith. And we've got to remember, God will triumph for those that put their faith in Him. Our heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this studio. Thank you for all those that work here. Lord, I think of Beth and Dave and Andrew and Susan and our new uh, receptionist. Lord, thanks for their lives. And God, bless them. Bless this station that it continues to share the good news of Jesus. Bless all the speakers, all the shows that are on. Lord, help it never to be about us and help it always be about you. In Jesus' name, amen. It is very humbling uh, being able to share with you because, you know, I'm probably, I don't know, I'm probably the least of these, I don't, but I'm just glad that I can share with you God's truth, and I hope that it has an impact. I hope that uh, you allow God to lead you and open doors. You know, I love Christian people. We have a great group in our church. It's called the Joy Group, J-O-O-Y. It stands for Just Older Youth, and it's our seniors. And we have a pretty good bunch of seniors in our church. In fact, we have six 90-year-olds or over, over, which I think is pretty cool. But we have all sorts of ages. We have a great youth program, a kids program. But our joy group is a group that meets on Tuesday at 10 o'clock in our fellowship hall around tables. And Pastor Don Bertelson leads in a wonderful Bible study with refreshments. And that group is so inspiring. I walk in there. I am inspired by those people. They're so faithful. And there is around 50 every single week they come. And we have some that even have come from other churches that want something to do at 10 o'clock on, on Tuesday morning, and they get to know each other, and they have a great relationship. It's just, it's just a great time, Christians gathering together. But it warms my heart to see the elderly get together and say, we want more. And it's the same thing in Sunday school. There's about half of them are in a Sunday school class. They go to this adult Sunday school class on in one of the services. They just are striving to get everything they can. And we have this thing called Cloverdale University where we have all these classes we offer in spiritual growth. Guess what? Many of the people that sign up for those are those elderly people. They are desiring to draw near to God. We need everybody to desire to draw near to God. Well, with that said, I'm going to go to verse 19 of chapter 1 and read down, and we'll talk a little bit about this. So this you know, my beloved brethren, but let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of God does not achieve the righteousness of God. <laughs> That's interesting right away, isn't it? Let everyone be quick to hear. Slow to speak, slow to anger. Sometimes I speak too quick. 
I need to be quicker in listening. I need to to listen to this passage of Scripture. And this is being slow to anger. Some people get angry very fast. Now, I'm going to say that isn't a trait of mine. I, I'm pretty good at not getting angry very quickly. But when I do, I do. That's the thing with me. When I get angry, it's got to be something major, and it really hits. But he tells us to be slow of anger. He said, because for the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. And he wants us to be a righteous, holy people. And it's hard to be a great testimony when we are angry. Christian people get angry. Everybody gets angry. But he says, you know, be careful. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all the remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word, not merely hearers which delude themselves, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man shall be blessed in what he does." Hey, did you hear that? If anyone's a hearer and we're not a doer, he is like a man that looks natural face in a mirror. Nothing's happening. You just look at your face, you get a reflection back. He wants us to be somebody who does, lives the Word of God, live for the glory of God, be a living witness, uh, have a personal testimony by your life. I know many people that lives are a personal testimony by the way they live. They're not all perfect But they love God, and you know it. You know it. You know, most of you know, if you've listened to my show very long, that I was on the board of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes for close to 10 years and actually ran their radio show for a number of years on Saturdays. And and I worked with Ken Lewis, who has been the director of FC Idaho for for years now. I think, I don't know how many, uh, quite a few. But I'm telling you what. You know Ken Lewis? You know a godly man. Ken Lewis is a godly man. And he'd be the first to tell you he's not perfect. But when I'm around him, I'm telling you what, I sense the Spirit of God. If he sees that I have a worried look on my face, he'll ask to pray for me right then and there. He reminds me so much of a mini my dad. That was my dad, concerned for everybody and had a love that everybody knew. His desire is for people to know Jesus. That is his heart. In fact, if you have children that are in school that are involved in athletics or if you have a summer camp you want to send your kid to, the FCA is the place to do it. In that summer camp, every year, bunches of people come to Jesus. It is an amazing thing, and this wasn't meant to be a plug for FCA. But when I talk about people, and I talk about influence, I talk about being a doer and not just a sayer, I think of Kenny Lewis, and I think of my father, and I think of a whole bunch of people that come to my mind that are that just absolutely radiate Jesus Christ in everything they do. I want to be that person too. I want people to know that it's about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. The love of God is so important for us to prove ourselves doers of his word. In the last couple of verses, he says, 
This is the last two, three verses of chapter 1. But one who looks intently in the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man shall be blessed in what he does. You shall be blessed in what you do when you become a doer of the word of God. Can we say this week that we are going to be doers of the word of God? Let let me pray that prayer with you today. Pray this with me. Jesus, I come to you desiring to be a doer of the word of God, not just hearing it, but doing it and living for you and trusting you with all my heart, my soul, and my mind, and leaning not on my own understanding, but Lord, acknowledging you because you will direct my path. Lord Jesus, direct me and direct these wonderful people and help them if they're struggling in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, verse 26 says, If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this man religious is worthless. Religion is worthless. Oh, you can talk all you want to. He thinks he's religious, thinks he's godly, but he doesn't bridle his tongue. Tongue, and he and he lives he lives a life that's not pleasing to him. This is not of God, and he will not be blessed. People of God, if you say you're a Christian, live like a Christian, walk like a Christian, be a living witness like a Christian. This is pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Now, I'm looking at my old Bible from years ago. I'm going to see if it has a date in it. But I've had this Bible for a long time. I got it at a workshop years ago in Washington, D.C. I got it in 1987, October of 1987, at the Congress of the Bible in Washington, D.C. And I love this Bible. And I have things marked up, and this one I have underlined and circled. And this is what I have circled. It says, and to keep one uh, ourselves unstained by the world. I have the word unstained, underlined, and circled. Unstained by the world, not letting the world's values, not letting people's religion tickle their ears, standing firm in Jesus Christ. I so today appreciate holiness churches, churches that practice real holiness, that live by God's word. A lot of churches do in, in, in a sense, but some churches are just very focused on holiness. Growing up, I was, my church, my dad's church was focused on holiness, teaching people to live a holy life. Nowadays, people don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about righteousness, don't want to talk about holiness. You know, there's there's some great holiness churches in the Treasure Valley. I can name bunches of them. And the other day I named uh, Grace Bible and Nap, and I named that on purpose because it is certainly a holiness church, a holiness movement within churches that is changing lives. You know, and people say, well, people, churches like that or like Cloverdale or like others are too strict. No, we want to live a godly life. We all know we're not perfect people, but we want to live holy before God. We want to be real, not artificial. When you come through the doors of our church at Cloverdale, I want you to know we love you. We care for you. We don't even know you, but we love you, and we welcome you to our fellowship. And there's many churches in Treasure Valley that are like that. 
Well, folks, go out this week. Make a difference. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.